Thank you for tuning in to Pulp Fliction. I'm your host, Grant Grubbs. And Evan Dearborn. a tasty burger welcome everyone to episode number four of pulp fliction it's flying by it is flying by we're, we're having some fun here we love bringing th- these episodes to you guys we love uh going out and uh recording these for you guys it's a great time as always if you haven't watched episodes one through three yet we highly recommend you all to check those out that's right because we'll definitely be bringing up some uh some inside jokes that we <laughs> that formulated yeah gotta gotta be part of the pulp fliction community to get some of those but uh never too late to join that's right and also if you guys are keeping up with the date then you know it is the week before Halloween oh baby therefore we're bringing you guys a spooky podcast for you guys very spooky today baby we love the Halloween theme. Yes, and uh, Halloween is one of my favorite uh, holidays of the year. Yeah, uh, me too. It's it's grown on me as I've gotten older. It has, yes, and I just I fully embrace it, fully embrace the spooks. So yeah, we're gonna be uh, talking about our uh, top five favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, we're gonna get into it a little bit on the main segment today, mm-hmm. and then we're also gonna be sharing some spooky stories that we've got <laughs> maybe a little ghost story action. Some ghost stories that we we have accumulated throughout the years. Of All our right. existence on this earth. Let's just put a little spook in our lives. and therefore Scarier than any horror movie, I'm sure. My gosh, yes. My gosh, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, as you guys know, we uh, like to start the show off with what we watched this past week. Um, and, you know, kind of how we felt about it. Would we recommend it to you guys? So, Evan, what did you watch this past week? So, this past week... I don't know why, but I felt the uh, sudden urge to watch another M. Night movie. <laughs> you just can't get away from that I, guy. I can't. I hate him so much that I just have to watch everything so that I'm fully prepared this to... Uh, masochistic. To, to, ...to discuss him. But yeah, I watched uh, his newest movie that came out called Old. Okay. What'd you think? And uh, I hated it. <laughs> what a surprise. No. In, 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 no, in all reality, though, if this were... If it were a TV show, I feel like I'd much rather enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, the, the concept is really, really cool. And uh, the ending, I actually was, uh, I was a fan of, except everything leading up to it really just wasn't, uh, just didn't, didn't really uh, tickle my fancy. Yeah, well, in classic M. Night fashion, he'll do that. That's right. And also, he, uh, as in a lot of his movies, he made an appearance in it, and uh, he was the one that ended up brewing it for uh, the, the island. <laughs> and so, I find it amazing that he not only ruined it for the characters in the movie, but off the screen, he also <laughs> ruined it. He's ruined it for the audience as well. Yeah, he 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 uh, he sticks to his weapons. No, he uh, he does not like um, to not see himself. The, the guy loves himself, to be frank, and right. uh, it's not always for the best. Yeah. Did you watch anything else this week, Evan? I actually I watched uh, the Titanic with my mom and dad. Oh, lovely. I did. Lovely. I went I went back home. We were on fall break this weekend, so I went back home and I watched Titanic with uh with Ken Stacy Dearborn. And it was just What a crew. It was just an enjoyable watch. You know, I love that movie. It's got a, it's such a great uh such a great story. Any any you know? any awkward moments watching that with your parents, Evan? Uh <laughs> yes, there was. Cuz <laughs> I, I had this nice little one-liner. Uh, during whenever the windows all fogged up and oh, she yeah. uh, smacks the, the, the glass, yeah, yeah. and I said, "I said, Mom, is she okay? Is everything <laughs> all right?" <laughs> but yeah, it, it, old uh, old Stacy got got kicked out of that. But it, it was a it was a fun watch. I love the Titanic. It's a great movie. You all need to watch it. Uh, well, as far as me, what I watched this week 
was um, two uh, decently quick movies, um, ones that have been on my watch list for a little while. The first one was a movie called Doubt on HBO Max. Um, it stars Philip Seymour Hoffman and Meryl Streep, obvious just two uh, fantastic actors. But, I mean, yeah, I really, really liked it. I would probably give it four out of five stars. Um, it's a pretty quick watch with a simple plot revolving around Catholicism and um, some of the, you know, uh, messy things within that. But it is uh, really, really good, and I would recommend it for everyone. Um, the other one I watched, and I t- spoke to you about this one a little bit, Evan, but it's called uh, Captain Fantastic, uh, streaming on Netflix. I can't say I love that one as mm. much, you know? Um, they can't it, all be tense. No, they can't. They can't, and that's part of the beauty of it. But then there's part of the not beauty of it, and that's Captain Fantastic. You know, it was uh, highly rated, which I think made it even worse that I didn't necessarily yeah. love it. Went into it with high expectations. Not a bad movie. With It's an interesting concept. Um, I think just at times thought it was a little deeper than it actually was, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, it I, happens. I can't stand that. I wish I wish movies knew exactly what they were doing. They didn't try to do a little bit more. But hey, yeah, you know, hey, without the bad ones, there wouldn't be the good ones. Am I right? That's right. That's right. Frame of reference. Pulp Fiction wisdom. Mm. Mm. And then also, oh, you talked about this movie a little bit last week in the after show. I did, and we both watched it. We both watched it. I ended up watching it last night with a group of buddies, and uh, we're talking about the movie Dune, guys. So Grant, why don't you tell me what you thought about that movie? We're gonna get into a little Dune. bit of discussion here. I can't say enough about Dune. I mean, maybe the best director in the game and Denis Villeneuve last, right now uh, directing that movie. Some of the best actors in the game. Oh, my gosh, yes. The best composer in the game and Hans Zimmer. Um, director of cinematography is the guy who does, like, La La Land, Whiplash, stuff like that. I mean, the, the movie, if you, if you want a solid just group of people to make a film... You can't look anywhere else other than Dune. And it paid off. I thought the movie was... Literally just amazing all around. What about you, Ev? Yeah, it was definitely an all-star cast, all-star production, all-star directing. I mean, they they uh, took this this book that I haven't read the book. However, I have a lot of friends me, me that did. Either. And they said that it just perfectly emulates what was going on in the book. Because, I mean, the book everyone loves. That's yeah. right. I've yet I mean, it's a revered sci-fi classic. Yeah. yeah. And the way that, uh, that Denis was able to... Uh, this meticulate this world and put it on the screen and make it easy to understand for those that haven't read the book. That's actually an incredible because especially for sci-fi, uh, like fantasy movies, it is so hard for me to, to understand what's going on. And I feel like I'm just lost and that kind of makes it unenjoyable for me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, I, I a hundred percent agree. And even though at times you may be like, what the heck is going on? You're intrigued, and um, that's kind of what I think the point of it was. It Even in the title slide, it says, um, you know, part one. Mm-hmm. So it's not promising you a complete resolution, which it doesn't give you, but it leaves you wanting more, and it's even though it's not a complete story, there's not a single piece of the story that was bad. It was all excellently done. Yeah, and the uh, I must say one of my favorite – uh, parts of the movie without getting into spoilers was the the dream sequences and you're like well what the heck is is going on here <laughs> however at the end it kind of comes together yeah and that's what gets me pumped up for uh part two coming out in two years yeah exactly that yeah speaking of part two i mean if it was a lone movie i mean letterbox i originally put it at a 
four out of five stars simply because it's not a complete story. Yeah. It's amazing, but not a complete story. So I couldn't put it any higher until a part two was confirmed. Yesterday, part two was confirmed. October of 2023, it's coming. And I could not be more excited. I already changed my letterbox rating to a four and a half out of five stars. Uh, so, yeah, the Pulp Fiction boys are big Dune fans over here. Yeah, and I must say, I came in, I was wanting to dislike this movie. I'm not the biggest sci-fi fan. And hearing Grant talk about how excited he was, <laughs> I was like, I, I was scared. I was scared of what the repercussions may be if you came home and didn't like it. I was like, there would be nothing more than I'd enjoy than to come home <laughs> and say that I hated this movie and just get Grant all fired up. But I just simply could not. I was looking for a reason to hate it. I couldn't find one. And on my letterbox, if you all follow me, you if you guys are following me, you saw that I gave it a five out of five stars. You gave it a five out of five stars? Five I hadn't even stars. seen it yet. Wow. And it was, uh, it, it made its way into uh, one of my favorite films that I've got on Letterboxd ranked right now. That's huge. Um, yeah, we'll definitely be covering any news with that as time goes on. Um, I could see it being looked at as sort of a Star Wars A New Hope years down the line, a beginning of an awesome, awesome franchise. Me too. I can't wait to see. And I hope that they they allow uh, Denny Villeneuve to be able to uh, to continue it. I, I think he wants to be involved and, you know, Lord willing, please stay on it, Denny. So, uh, Ev, I know we didn't get into too much spooky talk here, but uh, trust me, there's going to be a lot coming. Uh, are, you, are you ready to hop into the main segment? Let's Let's get right into it, baby. All right. All right, thank you guys for joining us here at our main segment and sticking with us. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be covering our five favorite scary slash Halloween movies of all time. You know, they're not necessarily horror flicks. They're not going to necessarily make you uh, cover up your eyes with your hands, but good good flicks to watch around Halloween time. Uh, would you agree with that, Evan? Yeah, yeah. These uh, There's definitely a uh, discrepancy between like a, what a horror movie is, yeah. and then you got a little bit of a discrepancy between like what a thriller is. It, it, there's a lot of gray area, but we're just trying to find somewhere in between. That's right, that's right. And these are our top five favorite ones. So, Grant, do you want to go ahead and uh, just, do you have any honorable mentions that you've got? <sighs> I... You know, do you? I, 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 I've got a few ones that I, I feel like need to be mentioned. All right, you go ahead and put those out. I'm going to think of some really quick because okay. I, I know I had some, but I wasn't necessarily uh, prepared for it. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so I've got my uh, some honorable mentions, and these are more so just for the nostalgia factor. These are uh, ones that kind of set the scene for the horror genre. And uh, I've got the Halloween original movie in 1978 by John Carpenter. I mean that one. It started the mess of what the Halloween, uh, the Halloween uh, universe is. How you've got four different universes it, going it, it's on. It's starting to rival the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, it's, it's getting so big. It's it's mad impressive. But that movie <laughs> is actually a very enjoyable watch, and I really liked. Uh, John Copper Carpenter came out and said that he wanted it to be kind of like a, uh, just there's no movie that was actually about Halloween night, and he wanted to feel like the terror that were to actually go on if someone were to be stalked. Yeah. And so now you have Jamie Lee Curtis, who's just tied at the hip with this, uh, with this movie's franchise. And it's, it's a great watch. If you guys haven't seen it yet, it's, it's beautiful. The acting doesn't really hold up sometimes, <laughs> but, but it's, it's a good one. You love to see Michael Myers. It's a staple. Right? It's a staple. And then a couple other ones is uh sinister, okay. which sinister is the scariest movie I've ever watched. It's a scary one. Um, 
but also a really good plot. Really good plot. It is, yeah. And I like the uh, I like the the way that it's kind of uh, it's got it's got a good plot, which is not necessarily allowed sometimes with uh, some of these horror movies that we talk about nowadays. And then another one is Nightmare on Elm Street, which I talked about last week. It's just a really good, uh, really good movie. The effects were really, really good. Uh, I wish that it was made in 2021, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm just a selfish, selfish man. So, uh, yeah, those are some of my honorable mentions. Never mind, I have one more. Oh, one more. I have one more. Uh, it's The Conjuring, the original Conjuring. It's got to be up there. I mean, if you're 18 to 24 years old, this is uh, this movie is synonymous <laughs> with the horror. Genre. It's in your nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. If when you're thinking about scary movies, you think about The Conjuring. For sure. Um, as far as my honorable mentions go, I don't have as many. Um, I, I want to preface this by saying I, I'm not including films in this list that I haven't seen, obviously. Uh, these are our favorite movies, and I'm not super, super well-versed in horror, but uh, I, I definitely do my best. So as far as some of my honorable mentions go... Uh, one for sure would be Midsummer, mm. Midsummer, however you pronounce it. <laughs> you know, the Ari Aster, uh, pretty much a modern instant classic. I think it will. It's it's a movie that'll stand the test of time. Really, it's yeah. so unique. Um, it is looks so different. As soon as you see any still from that movie, you know it's Midsummer. Um, so yeah, I would say that's just an amazing horror flick that everyone should check out. Uh, my next one would probably be Misery, a Stephen King adaptation, which even though it's not necessarily a horror movie, it keeps you on the edge of your seat at all times. It's got great performances, um, and frankly, you're just terrified for what's going to happen to the poor guy. So, uh, yeah, I think those are probably my two biggest honorable mentions. Like I said, I don't have as many, but um, I'm ready to hop into this top five if you are of. Yeah, let's get right into it. Hit me with your number five. So, with number five, it had to wait, make its way in there. I talked about it so many times before, <laughs> and that's uh, the movie Hereditary. Hereditary. Another Heredi- Ari Aster, and just banger. Oh, my gosh. The, the cinematography of this movie is just absolutely beautiful. It's got some of the most prolific scenes in uh, modern cinema. Yeah. I mean, you got one of the, the craziest scenes that everyone talks about in scary movies uh, with the uh, the car ride scene after uh, <laughs> the poor little girl. That, that poor girl's head. Yeah, it's going to anaphylactic shock. I mean, it is, uh, my gosh, just <laughs> you're on your seat the entire time. You're trying to figure out what's going on, and you don't necessarily get that answer until the end, and it just wraps it up com- completely. I mean, to put a nice little, uh, nice little bow on top, it's, 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 well, it's that's beautiful. one way to put it. Yeah. It's just, gosh. And then the like the last 15 minutes. It's gripping stuff. It is just anxiety-ridden type deal stuff right there. It's it's it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful watch. So uh, you got any, got any thoughts on that? I uh, I, I, that's one I'm not including on my list because even though I've pretty much seen every part of it, I've, um, you know, I know the full plot. I have not sat down and watched it from mm. beginning to end. Um, another one like that for me is the exorcist, which I know a lot of people revere as an all time classic, but that also won't be included in my list. Yeah. Same here. Um, so yeah, hereditary. I mean, Ari Aster is maybe the most impressive horror director, uh, up and coming today. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, then midsummer, 
And he's just, uh, he knows how to disturb you, uh, even more so than like scare you. Stuff will really stick in your mind. You're checking out the corners of each and every frame in the darkness. Um, he, know, he, he knows how to make a disturbing film, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's beautiful stuff. You guys haven't watched it. I've recommended it many times, but definitely go watch it this week for a nice little spook. All right. Well, if you're ready, I'll go ahead and announce my number five. Give me, give me number five here. You know, this one, I don't know how controversial it will be um, or if people will agree with it, but my number five is a little bit of a cult classic, The Blair Witch Project. Oh, wow. Yeah. So although, um, you know, it's not necessarily revered like some others, it's so, so special, I think. You know, I'm I'm a little bit of a sucker for found film, found footage type of movies, uh, especially when it comes to the horror genre. And Blair Witch Project really started that off, I feel like. Yeah, it's um, the godfather of found footage. Yeah. <laughs> people were thinking this, you know, they're, they're looking for real people out yeah. in the woods, terrified that this is real when it first came out. People weren't used to this sort of thing. And any movie that can grip a entire culture's um, minds like that, it, it's something to behold, really. Um, I, I'm assuming you've seen this one, Evan? Yeah, Blair Witch is one that I watched whenever I was a little bit younger. Mm. And that uh, when they're in the basement at the very end, <sighs> oh, my gosh. I did not – I'm pretty sure I don't even remember uh, the ending just because – Well, I remember, <laughs> you, you I remember blacked the very, out. I remember the very, very last shot. Yeah, and that after guy that, standing in the corner. Yeah, it, it swore me off to watching scary movies for the longest time <laughs> until I matured up a little bit. I decided to be a man. Yeah. Uh, but, my gosh, that movie is just – I mean – I thought it was real life. I think that's the scariest part is yeah. because it's so realistic just because of the found footage. I mean, the people did a fantastic job with it. The movie was created on an extremely low budget. And even a little bit of a fun fact about the Blair Witch Project is the production company, I believe, or at least the creators behind the movie, took the initiative to where the screenings were for the um, premiere of the movie to put out missing posters of these people who were involved in the movie acting like it was a real thing to further build the hype of the Blair oh Witch gosh. Project. So, um, yeah, you could easily see how people were duped into believing this was real, but, I mean, in my opinion, it was all for the better. Yeah, that's 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 genius stuff right there. That's, that's, that's a great movie. I'm glad you put it on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Evan, uh, if you are willing, hit me with your number four. All right. Number four, it's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a classic. Okay. And it's the thing, 1980, the thing. 1982. It's just a just a great movie, absolute classic, and it has you on the edge of your uh, edge of your seat the entire time, thinking who can you trust, who can you not, and yeah. I just love I love watching this movie. It's a classic mystery kind of you know like it's it's a fun mix between almost like horror and who done it and yeah. I, I don't even know it's it's a basically among us but in a movie yeah. that, that's the way it was explained to me it was the world's greatest game of among us yeah and it's just the the practical effects i think is probably some of the best practical effects that's ever been done yeah absolutely in, insane in stuff and it was 1982 no the, the, i mean really a lot of that stuff holds up better now than CGI from movies in the mid to early 2000s. Yeah. They, I, I don't know why we still don't do stuff like that today. Um, I think some people are really bringing it back with uh, directors like Robert Eggers and uh, using things in the lighthouse or 
like we said earlier, Ari Aster and Midsummer and some of those scenes with people all dissected up, you know, yeah. but it, it just brings a different element when you think, wow, this is real and I'm seeing this. Uh, this isn't, you know, computer generated. Yeah. And it's so much easier for the, uh, for the actors to get into it as well. For sure. Whenever yeah. they're seeing that stuff uh, firsthand and they're not trying to have to like, I mean, <laughs> act yeah. like they're they're just seeing this random green screen and they're like all right now you're getting chased by this by this velociraptor a, a tennis ball is bouncing after them yeah i have to imagine it's frankenstein or something yeah. yeah so it's just it's beautiful how it's done i respect that movie so much then it has to make my its way into my top five for sure so grand go ahead and give me uh your number four there my number four, um, Evan, I don't know how much you'll love this. You might love it. I'm oh, not sure. I, I know I know you're a big fan of Us, but mm-hmm. this is kind of its uh, counterpart movie, Get Out. So Jordan Peele's first real um, kind of step into the horror genre with Get Out is my number four scary movie. Uh, this movie kind of came out at uh, an impressionable time for me. Yes. I was probably, what, 15, 16 maybe? Yeah, we were around that age. Yeah, right around that age. Uh, so as a teenager, seeing this where you're not really scared of scary movies anymore, you but a lot of times they're just kind of like popcorn, uh, enjoyable movies. Get Out was something else. Yeah, it had a message. It had a great plot, and right away after I left the uh, theaters, I knew this thing was unique. And uh, once again, it's another one I think will stand the test of time. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's. I feel like it's a it's a social movie. However, also the uh, like the horror from it is actually insane. Yeah, and yeah. the the premise is uh, it's out there, out of the box. However, it's believable how the how uh, Jordan Peele kind of puts it together. Yeah, he did a fantastic job writing it, and um, it's crazy, you know, like we've said this before, to think that guy was doing Key and Peele coming up with all oh these funny gosh, skits, yeah. and then he's delivering some of the most just mind-bending horror of modern day. Yeah, it's it's actually incredible. I, I can't wait for the next Jordan Peele movie to come out. I, I love that man with yeah. my whole heart. <laughs> he seemingly never disappoints. Um, he, he at least hasn't yet, so I'm excited to see what he's got coming up. All right, Evan, what is your number three favorite scary movie? My number three f- favorite scary movie is uh, it's The Silence of the Lambs. Well, Evan... Let me and let me stop you right there before you go any further, because my number three is also Ain't Silence no of the Lambs. Ain't no way. I I hate to steal, steal your spotlight or share your spotlight here, but um, yeah, it's also Silence of the Lambs. So let's talk about it. What do you what do you love about that movie? Yeah, I mean, it's just you have this kind of uh, this biopic of this uh, cannibal serial killer of uh, Hannibal Lecter and also of uh, of Buffalo Bill. And it's just oh, Buffalo Bill. You have the uh, Clarice Sterling going in <laughs> and just saying, uh, just trying to figure her way into the FBI because I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think behind it, this is a girl boss movie. It is. It and really gosh dang is. it, I love it. I'm a, I'm there for it. <laughs> it is. Uh, I feel like one of the first uh, real just girl boss movies. I mean. It um really Jodie Foster at the time was already very well regarded as an actress, and I mean she kills it here. Yeah, I absolutely loved her uh, in this movie, and her ability to uh, to speak to uh, to Hannibal Lecter and kind of uh, maintain that humanity is just absolutely incredible. And I think that uh, that they portray that type of uh, that interaction perfectly of yeah. how someone would just a normal person would talk to a serial killer. 
sure. and try to figure out uh, where Buffalo Bill's at. Scary movies, you know. I mean, a lot of people uh, don't love the ones today just because it's more about jump scares. It's more about the yeah. loud music. But back then, they realized scary movies were about the relationships. And, um, excuse me, <coughs> Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster encapsulate that perfectly in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the uh, one of my favorite scenes ever is whenever you have they go into the funeral home and uh, they have Jodie Foster in that room full of like 12 other deputies and they're all guys just kind of staring at her. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, this is just <laughs> like the silence is so loud in that in that scene. Some would say the silence of the lambs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to do that pun, but you know. no, it was necessary. It was it, necessary. It was. But yeah, it just 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 a great flick. I mean, you have to watch it at least once in in your life. I feel like yeah, it's it's a classic, and if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do because it, it, it's it's basically a cultural staple. You you've yeah. got to see it. Yeah, it, it's a great one. So yeah. Uh, All right, well, Evan, since I went ahead and stole your number three a little bit, go ahead and give me your number two. All right, my number two is. Uh, the Jordan Peele movie. Us. Oh God, I knew. I mean, we all yeah. knew this was coming. We we knew it was coming. I I dropped the uh, I dropped it the very first episode in the after show. I accidentally slipped up and said that it was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. And gosh, I mean, it's just horrifying with a great plot, and which is just like I, I you can't say this enough, but like in horror movies, the plot just kind of gets pushed aside. Yeah, you're like, how scary can I make this movie? You, you see a lot of exorcisms of yes. haunted houses, you know, yeah. it's the same old thing recycled a lot. Yeah. But this movie is more about the plot and trying to get it, uh, across. And then with that, you have the, uh, like the chase of your tether coming to try and try and kill you. Yeah. It, I, I cannot lie. I went and saw this movie in theaters and the night I got back. It was, it was a late one, probably 1am walking into my house, having to go out through my front yard I started sprinting to my door and just wiped out on the concrete. Woke up my mom because I was bleeding on my arms. It, it was an awful experience. Maybe that's why us just has a, a weird place in my heart. But yeah, it definitely uh, there's something creepy about those tethers, as mm-hmm. they call them. Yeah, and it was uh, this reminded me. This is also another fun movie experience, theater experience. Was I went like the opening weekend with uh, with. Me and uh, a buddy. It was a double date, mm. and it was funny because is this, is this another visit situation? This is not not like one of those. <laughs> but uh, we were the guy that I was uh, that went with us. His name is Parker Talent. Okay, and we look very much alike. We both had the blonde hair, both <laughs> like six six foot one. P- people thought you guys were a promotion for the movie. <laughs> Bigger builds, and so what me and him did, we were like, let's go out here, and I'm gonna act like I'm the tethered, <laughs> hardly speak at all. And then you're the uh, you're the one that lives in the real world, and so we were out there just trying to scare people. And That's then amazing. On the way back home, we were like flashing the lights on and off. We were scaring <laughs> our girlfriends. It was it was hilarious. It was it was a great time. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, part of the love for a movie is the experience. So yeah, I can't fault you there. That it was also scary, but you know, you had to act tough. Yeah, when you watch yeah, 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 yeah. You got the girls, you know. Yeah. Coming. You know, hiding behind your arms yeah. and such. It's all, like, it's all part of the fun. Like, I'm not scared at all. But in all reality, it, it, it <laughs> took me hours to go to bed that, yeah. later that night. But yeah, uh, enough about that great movie of us. Let me let me hear your number two, Grant. Decent movie, yeah. Decent. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Just go go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, coming at my number two, 
a lot of people's favorite horror movie of all time, uh, Kubrick classic, The Shining. Mm. Um, this movie it comes in at my number two spot, I think just solely because it's, it's so deep. It's so complex. Um, if you've ever watched, uh, I, is, is it room 237? Yes. It's the room. There's a, there's a documentary out there called room 237. It discusses all the crazy, crazy theories ranging from Kubrick was admitting the moon landing is fake to, um, you know, that little, little Jack or whatever his name is. Jack, Jack Torrance yeah. was abusing his son and there's just crazy theories out there, people, and it never ends. Um, I, I just truly love this movie because every time you watch it, you get something new out of it. Yeah, and I hate to spoil the show a little bit, but The Shining is my num- <laughs> my number one favorite movie. Number one? My number one favorite horror movie. Evan. And it's just, I, uh, I relay everything that you said. Yeah. It's a movie where uh, Kubrick, every single shot that he has has something that's brand new that you didn't know about before. That's And it requires a, re, a rewatch. Oh, it requires many rewatches. Yeah, and it's just uh, absolutely crazy. And I it took me a while because whenever I first watched it, I was like, I have no idea <laughs> what I just watched. Yeah. Because I'm not a big fan of the ambiguous endings. I like to be able to have a little bit of closure at the end of movies. And the sh- I mean, yeah. Shining is the definition of an ambiguous ending. Yeah. So when you listen to like uh, a podcast or you watch like a cinema summaries vi- video, and you uh, like you figure out the the conspiracies behind it or the different possible endings. That's what's so great about what Kubrick does is that he allows the possibility for those to be uh, like what was I mean I hate to, like repeat what I just said, but like just possible uh, scenarios that's going on. Yeah. And like one of my favorite ones is if you go from the very ending uh, of the movie and you rewind it and you play it at the exact same time, like there's a lot of times where it matches up perfectly where, uh, where Jack is learning about the former, uh, the former Butler or the caretaker of the hotel. And when he's having the conversation with the caretaker of the hotel. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how detailed Kubrick was. Yeah. It's just a masterful move, masterful movie. And it was in 1980 and it's just, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Still to this day, some of those, um, shots and cinematography, like even in the beginning, we were, whenever we were watching this movie the other day, I mean, the opening credits when he's just flying oh through Utah or whatever it is, I, I still don't fully understand how he did that. It's not like they had drones or anything. So um, Kubrick just just was in a league of his own when it came to a lot of these things. And in The Shining, he showed that off to the max. Yeah, and then you have some of the greatest performances that ever happened yeah. with uh, Tilda Swinton and, uh, and Jack. Jack Nicholson. It's just absolutely insane. And you have to like think about their psyche afterwards. After filming a movie like that, yeah. I mean, my gosh, she was um, supposedly you know messed up for a long time after it. And there's there's plenty of stories about what Kubrick did to get her in that state. Oh yeah, uh, almost to what some would say abusive uh, directing, but obviously it created a great product. So you won't see things like that anymore, and probably for the best. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting to look back and see what that created from her, him having her do hundreds of takes at times of the same scene over and over. Yeah. You know, it's it's hardly acting at that point. She actually is going crazy. Yeah, it's just masterful stuff right there, and I absolutely love that movie. Uh, so, Grant, uh, since I already told you guys my number one, what's your what's your number one favorite horror movie? My number one, and I also may have spoiled this before if you've uh, been a 
been a fellow listener all the way through. But my number one is The Conjuring. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the greatest horror movie of all time. I, th- I think it's pretty pretty freaking good. Yeah, it's up there. perfect. But uh, for me, it's my favorite. I think it's the quintessential um, a haunted house scary movie. Yep. There, it's got your ghost, your demons. It's got all of it. Um, I, I love that it not only just took the typical route of bringing in the paranormal investigators, but it's based on these real people, Ed and Lorraine Warren, and you kind of develop, like I said earlier, it's about the relationships, and you grow emotionally attached to these characters. Um, you don't want to see them harmed, and that's really what makes The Conjuring such a great movie to me. Yeah, it's uh, one of those movies that, like I said, it's just if you talk to anybody uh, that that's eighteen, like twenty-seven years old, they're gonna whenever they think of horror, they think of The Conjuring and yeah. that universe. And it's one of those like the universe is uh, you have to watch a video to try to fully understand it. <laughs> but whenever you encapsulate yourself within it, it's just you have so much more appreciation for what the filmmakers have done, what James Wan's done uh, with creating all these. Yeah, I, I just I cannot. Imagine, you know, being in these situations and yet he puts you right there with the family. You feel like you're one of them as people are getting dragged around the living room and tossed around. And, you know, the movie has just famous scenes that will go down in horror history, such as the famous clapping scene in the basement and all these others. Just a wild conclusion. I I could go on and on about that movie, but from the moment I watched it when I don't even know, I was probably 14 or so. Uh, it's just stuck with me and been one of my favorites. I, I think to a lot of people, it's kind of their exorcist for people of our generation. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. That's great movie. Didn't quite make the uh, make my top five just because whenever I first watched it, I was uh, I was in concussion protocol. <laughs> I was I was out of commission for like two whole weeks, and I was just trapped in my basement. Uh, then I was not old. not the best time to watch The Conjuring trapped in a basement. But. No, it was not. But I watched all the Conjuring movies that were out at the time. Okay, and I I just remember loving that movie. Maybe I need to give it a rewatch. I think you should. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do it before uh, the Spooktober series is over. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. Well, that's our top five favorite uh, scary slash Halloween movies. Um, let us know what you guys think. Let us know what yours are. Uh, I know we had a couple controversial takes in there. A lot of them were classics, but some of them, there's definitely disagreement. And we know horror fans are some of the most passionate people out there about oh, yeah. their movies. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you think. Now for our other uh, little bit quicker main segment, we're going to talk about some of our ghost stories. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's spooky season. What's, what's spooky season without, uh, telling some tales of our own, you know, why leave it all to the directors? Let's tell some of our own stories. That's right. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll get started with those. And I think it's just, I mean, everyone's got a ghost story. Everyone's got a little spook that's happened in their life, whether it's something that like, oh no, someone in your family scared you real bad. And, uh, or you actually feel like you experienced supernatural. Yeah. Everyone's got one. Evan, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't go throughout life without having some, you know, unexplained moment, just yeah. weird, whether you think it's a coincidence or you're skeptical. There's still been something. Ain't no way. Something that's got under your skin a little bit. That's right. So, um, Evan, do you, do you want to start by telling me one of your kind of creepy, spooky stories? Yeah. So, uh, Grant, let me take you back. Oh, take me back. Take you back to sixth grade. 
All right. I was at my AAU coach's house <laughs> and all of us in our, on our AAU team, we'd spend the night at our coach's house. And we, he lived on this, this area in Erlanger, Kentucky. And it was off of Turkey Foot Road. And it was called Narrows Road. <laughs> this is already setting up to be a spooky spot. And Narrows Road is, uh, I mean, it has the namesake for a reason. <laughs> it's a very, very narrow road. And his house lived, uh, it was right in the front of this, this big, beautiful neighborhood. Lots of beautiful houses. And uh, it was close to the end of the street where there was supposedly a, uh, uh, where a cop car from the hours of two to three, the witch's hour, <laughs> the witch's hour, would, would, would run up and down Narrows Road with its sirens on. However, if you were to actually look outside, there would be no real cop car there. Oh, this, this is setting up to just be a classic neighborhood scary story. And you guys can look this up as well. This is this is this is this is this is canon in the Union or Erlanger yeah. Kentucky and, universe. In the Northern Kentucky universe, everyone knows about Narrows Road. <laughs> and so, uh, what me and my buddies did because we thought that we were we were all, all a bunch of baddies, we got out a Ouija board that night. Oh, Evan, Evan, you should know better. And we said we're gonna summon this ghost on oh, Narrows no. Road. And so we got out this Ouija board, and uh, there was a. We started messing around with it. And obviously, you got some people pushing around. You're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, the, my the gosh. classic, yeah, 12-year-old party. Yeah, and everyone is making fun of me. They're like, is Evan fat? And then the ghost is like, yes, <laughs> and stuff. Oh, um, Evan, this is just, I, I think this is going from spooky story to just sad. Yeah, villain origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Evan's Joker <laughs> beginnings. But yeah, this is just, uh, we messed around with it for a little bit. There's a couple instances where it didn't seem like anyone was actually touching it, but you would see the the, the cup moving around a little bit, or the the eye, or yeah, the yeah, yeah. spectacle, whatever you want to call it. It would move around a little bit. And we were like, hold up a second. We actually aren't, like, touching this. Like, we don't have any pressure on it at all. Oh, Evan, you've, you've gone too far. And so we were like, all right, let's, 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 let's put this mess up. All right, we're done with it. So we put it back in the garage. And this was at around midnight. We uh, start laying down. We're getting ready for 2 to 3 o'clock. And uh, the time rolls around. And we start talking about, like, all scary stuff. Like, oh, what are we going to do? And so what ends up happening is around, it was like around 2.13, I believe. I looked at my uh, my, my <laughs> the Blackberry. The time has stuck with you. I looked at my Blackberry around <laughs> 2.13. And we start hearing sirens. And we all start going crazy. We start looking at one another. We look out the, the door and we don't see a single thing. Oh my god! And so we go back. We're like, all right, what if that was actually like we're close to a like a major uh, a major road out here? What if this is actually just a cop car? Yeah. And we kept hearing it uh, after every time we'd look away. And one time that we looked over, we actually saw this old old style looking cop car going down the road. Uh, the Evan, are you on. lying to me? I'm being dead serious. Dixie chick serious right now. <laughs> Dixie chick serious. All right. And. We're like, what is going on? We all start freaking out. We're like, it's the ghost in Narrow's Road. It's the ghost in Narrow's Road. And so uh, that passes. We only saw it for like 10 seconds just going by. Okay. And we're like, all right, that was pretty sick. Uh, I was scared to death. I uh, dang near pooped myself. <laughs> and I was like, all right, maybe I can just try to go to, go to bed, act like nothing happened. And so apparently uh, we woke up at like 4.30 and we just heard ambulances going down. 
and uh, is is there an go- ambulance ghost as well? There's not. There's not. Okay. We hear an ambulance going down and uh, going down the road because this was right in front of a neighborhood, and apparently there was a house that caught on fire that same exact night, and I hate to attribute it to us messing around <laughs> with that Ouija board, but there was nobody that lived in this house. The house just it was being built, and it just randomly got caught fire. I, I think we need. To, to I think we need to sell the property rights of this to Blumhouse Productions, Evan. We we got a scary story on our this, hands here. This is this is most definitely it can create an, another universe here. <laughs> but I will never forget that night, and it honestly it frightens me. I got I got goosebumps over here. That's, I mean, you can. Uh, I see him. Yeah. people. He's got them. It is. It's just. I think about that moment, and I try to forget about it just because I was like, all right. Maybe there's there's got to be some reason to explain this, but you got the Ouija board, the ghost of Narrow's Road. Too, too many coincidences, and then that house burned down with nobody living in it. It's just it's 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 a spook. It's a spook for sure. I'll make sure to report you for arson after this podcast is over. Hey, full send it. I mean, it's the only reason. It's the only reason to explain there. But yeah, that's. Enough of that first story. That's for a me. that's a that's a good ghost story, good vampire story right there. That's a good one. Uh, so yeah, Grant, let me let me hear one of yours. I know you got a couple good ones. Yeah, you know, I grew up in a the a house pretty much from the time I was three to nineteen, probably. Um, I'd say the house was was pretty haunted. Uh, from my my beliefs, you know, uh, a lot of times people just thought I was a crazy little kid. But even as I got older, a lot of things were happening. Um, so, yeah, I'd say one of my biggest experiences and uh, was the only time anything ever was actually, you know, thrown at me or anything like that. Oh, wow. Um, I was probably seven years old. Uh, you know, the way our house works, there was an upstairs uh, with a kind of like almost like a little open little landing out there with all of the kids rooms. It was just me and my sister home, you know, just being a dumb little kid. I'm looking for her, calling out to her. Uh, I assume she's just up in her room. I She's she's supposed to be watching me, but in typical older sister fashion, right. you know, that, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I go ahead and I walk up the stairs, uh, calling out to her, Tristan, Tristan. Next thing I know, uh, if, if you guys remember these little toy skateboards tech decks for all all my skaters out there um yeah a little tech deck comes flying out of my room and hits the wall next to me upstairs so of course i'm thinking tristan you you prankster you goober i go in there calling out her name look under my bed you know in my closet i'm looking everywhere for her she's not there so of course as a little seven-year-old i start to freak out as you should. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd freak out as a 20-year-old. <laughs> I get up, take off sprinting downstairs. I run into my parents' room, and Tristan's in their bathroom doing her hair. Just so she's, she's been in there. You know, she's she's in the middle of it. No way, Jose, yeah. did she get that from line. my room past me anything. It's not and no one else was in the house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely one that stuck with me. And one of the only times that something was actually like, you know, a projectile was thrown at me. So, uh, definitely a crazy time. Yeah, that is, uh, I think that's one of the scariest things that could possibly happen. (laughs) Something just got tossed at me. Yeah. Old sisters in the, in, in the other room, uh, doing her hair. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine. I, I didn't, I didn't sleep in that room for a couple months. It was safe to say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe a couple years. <laughs> still to this day. Yeah. Still to this day. <laughs> Every time Grant goes home, he sleeps in his parents' room. <laughs> all right. That's all right. That's yeah. all right. Evan, do you have another? I do. Yes. All right. Let me, let me hear it. And this is, uh, I feel like I have to set the scene a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough to top yeah. the previous, but give it your best shot. I was, uh, this was my sophomore year of high school. And my sophomore year of high school, I had four concussions playing <laughs> basketball. All right. Now, I, now I'm just going to be thinking this whole time you were hallucinating from brain damage, now, but go on. I, I, I could very well attribute to that. <laughs> but it was, uh, so like I said, I had to be like, I, my room was in the basement and we had this big open basement and uh, the door, like it was just really wasn't, my room wasn't hidden from the basement. There's just a door that closed, but uh I would always sleep with the uh, the door closed always just because I was like, I don't want anything to be in there. I want to know what's in my room. I don't want anybody to like mess with me. Maybe I could hear the door open. Mm-hmm. So this was the first time that I ever experienced anything like, th- like this. So I start to hear my, my door open oh, and no. I see it st- slowly start creeping more and more open. <laughs> it's got the classic horror movie creak. And so I'm like, all right, maybe like my Cat, I didn't close the door all the way. My cat, old Taiyi, just pushed the door open. <laughs> and, you know, she's a little bit of a bigger cat. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Come on, Ty. Let's get up in bed, you know, chill out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I try to get up, but I can't move. And so I start thinking, I'm like, why can't I move? I'm trying my hardest to get up. And I feel like I'm starting to, like, like squirm around, trying to wake myself up. And, I like, it hits me. Like, I have this conscious thought. I'm like, I'm having sleep paralysis right oh, now. Oh, dear God. And it's my worst fear. So later on, like I, I was awake for what felt like hours. And all of a sudden I start seeing something get thrown into my room. I don't know what it was. It was like, uh, it was almost like a ball or something. Okay. Just keeps get thrown into my room. Maybe got a friendly little kid ghost or something. Maybe (laughs) if I'll explain it here in a little bit. Okay. It definitely was not friendly. (laughs) Okay. And like stuff just kept getting thrown in the room. There was a this huge dresser had some uh, some glass trophies on the top and stuff, and like I heard just shattering of the glass, and I was like, "What is going on?" I was freaking out. I was sweating. I felt like I was screaming. I was trying to scream, and I I was like I was crying. It was it was bad, and that went on for like for what seemed like it was like ten minutes. All right, and uh, all of a sudden it stops, and I'm like, "Okay, all right, time to go back to bed," and so uh, a little bit after that. There's this little boy that starts to walk in. <laughs> don't, don't do this to me. A little, a little like colonial type looking boy has a pitchfork staring at the end of my bed, staring at me with what looks like it's similar to like the, uh, gosh, is it insidious? Uh, uh, perhaps. Oh, goodness. But he has like a, like a bowl cut. Was, was this the same concussion time when you were watching all these Conjuring movies? Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is a bad recipe. This is when I was out of, I couldn't go to school for like weeks at a time because I would just, I didn't know what was going on. Probably from being emotionally scarred from this little colonial boy. Yeah. And he just stared at the foot of my bed for what seemed like an hour. And I was continuously trying to get up and scream. And all of a sudden I felt myself wake up. I got mm-hmm. up out of my bed. I sprinted up the stairs, like tripping and falling. <laughs> I like hit my nose, but I was like, all right, I'm 
started to get teary-eyed because I just hit my nose, as you do. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm too yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's why you were teary-eyed. <laughs> I'm, sure. too, I'm too scared to be worried about if I just broke my nose or not. <laughs> and I, wake, I go upstairs. I wake up my dad, who's in the, who's in the living room. I'm like, Dad, did you, guys, did you just hear anything in the basement, like being thrown? He was like, no, I didn't hear anything. And so that's when it hit me that I had sleep paralysis. And for the next, like, week, I would have that exact same dream over and over again. Oh, my God. It was horrifying. I couldn't go to sleep for, uh, for like, forever. I was scared to go I, to sleep. I can't blame you. It was, it was absolutely horrifying. So that's not necessarily like a – well, it is a spook, but it's just a personal experience from, like, my own concussions that I've had sleep paralysis and every now and then I I get sleep paralysis where I wake up uh but I can't move but it's never been that bad and thank never, the good never lord see your little colonial buddy anymore no no I hope to to god that I don't <laughs> so I swear, I'll, hey, I'll why, Australia why is, death star that man <laughs> why why is it always the colonial aged little little creeps that are just terrifying oh I, I think it's like my ancestors or something like that. what if that's like uh like my great 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 grandpappy <laughs> it's like coming to warn me of something from the future or whatnot. I guess that's better than some little weirdo just breaking everything yeah. in your room. But oh, hey. no. I'll, I'll stop with the hair ticks and blast me. But <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely probably the scariest moment uh, of my life. Yeah, uh, most I definitely. Cannot blame you. Yeah that that w- that took a little bit longer than I expected. I'm sorry about that. No, you're all right. You uh, got. I wanted to hear it through. You got another one, Grant? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to decide which one I should tell here. Um, I'll, let's just. I'll, I'll go with one from uh, when I was a little bit older. I went with one when I was younger, so let's go with one when I was a little bit more mature. So people don't think I'm just a <laughs> madman. All right. Uh, this one probably happened when I was around 17, uh, my senior year of high school. I'm home alone, you know, just sitting there. Stuff stuff didn't happen as much when I was older, but it still happened on occasion. And all of a sudden, I hear uh, kind of a little, like, click downstairs. I'm like, what the heck? I, so I kind of freeze. I pause my YouTube video. My dog perks up, so I know I'm not imagining it. I, I, all right, all right. That's a little weird, but it's probably just the fridge. Yeah relax, go back to what I'm doing. All of a sudden, I hear it again. This time, just just slightly louder, but still not much. Once again, dog perks up, ears looking all around. You know the drill. But uh, now this has caught my attention. So I'm I'm a little bit creeped out, but not too bad. Uh, You know, I'm used, this stuff has happened before. Yeah. All of a sudden... I just hear an absolute loud smash downstairs. Uh, as soon as it happens, my dog gets up out of bed, bolts down the stairs, starts growling, barking like someone's down there. Yeah. I obviously thinking there's a home intruder in my house. I start freaking out. I lock my door. I grab my Red Rider BB gun, <laughs> prepared to defend my house like Kevin from Home Alone. I'm armed. I'm sitting behind my bed with this thing propped up. And, you know, I can kind of hear light kind of footsteps. My dog is still growling. It sounds like it's coming up the stairs. And my dog's coming back up the stairs. And it's like it's staying with him. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there calling my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, babe, I, I think I'm being robbed. So she's freaking out. She's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab my gun and come help you. I'm terrified. Um, 
So yeah, I sit there for probably five to 10 minutes thinking about calling 911 with my BB gun, just pointed at my <laughs> locked door, praying that I survived this. And all of a sudden my dog just slowly kind of calms down and stops barking, stops growling. It goes silent. So I give it a couple minutes. I tell my neighbor, I call my neighbor. I say, Hey, I, I need you to come over here and check if there's any cars in the driveway. And then I need you to walk up to my room. And when you get up here, just knock and say, it's you. Okay. You know, I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather sacrifice him than go out there and have the guy waiting is on this, me. Is yeah. this Tristan? Yeah, this is Tristan. <laughs> I, I, I was sacrificing Tristan, our current roommate <laughs> to, you know, if there's a robber in there, I'll just hear some crashing and then I'll be able to come out and help. So anyways, he comes over, says, yeah, I'm here. I come on out. There's no one in the house. There was no car over there. And uh, yeah, to this day, I can only assume that it was a a ghost or something having a little, having a little prank with me. Yeah. At your own expense. Yeah. At my own expense. And I have to say it was quite rude of him to do that. Rather rude. I mean, if you're going to walk in someone's home, at least have some etiquette. Yeah. So even now my dog, Charlie has a little paranormal experience in the house. Do you think, do you think Charlie thinks about that often? I, I mean, Hey, it was, it was a pretty scarring moment. He was growling quite a bit. Charlie is the only one that knows. That's right. He's the only one that believes me too. Oh gosh. My goodness. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, my family's pretty divided on it. My dad, no. Uh, my middle sister, no oldest sister and mom on my side, they believe. Yeah. And so do my grandparents. They're, they're about it. And that's all I need, you know? That's so, right. uh, yeah, I'm not crazy, but yeah, that's all we have for our ghost stories. Um, thank you guys for sticking with us this far. And if, you know, if you're interested, we're going to hop into our little after show segment here. And as always discuss what we're going to be watching this upcoming week and uh, some things we may recommend you to watch. So uh, yeah, we'll see you guys over there. Yep. See you there. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. We couldn't have planned this better. All right. Thank you guys for sticking with us here and uh, joining us in our after show segment. Like I said, we always like to uh, give you guys some recommendations and talk, talk about what we're going to be uh, watching this upcoming week. So Evan, uh, what, what are your, some of your spooky season recommendations? So this week I'm going to be watching the, uh, the classic Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. It's very, it's a supernatural uh, movie and it's got one of the uh, most infamous scenes in horror history. Uh, of at the prom. Oh, that prom. Those, oh my gosh. Those poor, poor students. It, yeah, it's absolutely insane. And one of my favorite, uh, James A. Janice, uh, kill count, uh, episodes is of Carrie. <laughs> Whenever he's just trying to explain everything, he's going back and counting all the kills. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to definitely be watching Carrie. And then we're also, I think Grant and I were talking about this. We're going to try to watch the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we have to, right? Yeah. Even if we've seen pretty much all of it and know what happens, you, you, you have to, for once in your life, sit down and watch that thing from beginning to end. So I think we're going to do that before our next episode. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, one of those movies that it's a classic, but I don't know. I just, I've never really got excited to watch it because I already watched uh scary movie too. <laughs> when they, uh, parried, parried, parried the, I don't even know. Hey. Yeah, well, you'll get them next. I'll time. get them next time. I'll try <laughs> next t- next week for you guys. But yeah, that that was actually hilarious. The very beginning of that movie. Uh, but yeah, it, it, we'll we'll have to give it a watch. We'll let you all know how it is. Yeah, uh, as far as my recommendations go, I'm 
I'm going to actually change things up a little bit. I know we talked about you last uh, weekend. We're, we're about all things entertainment here. So uh, this week I'll also recommend another TV series for you guys. Uh, Netflix has a deal, you know, with Kevin Flanagan, another just awesome director uh, who's done movies like Hush, Doctor Sleep, but also these great series. So uh, there's series such as Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, and his newest season of Midnight Mass. Um, any of those are really well regarded and um yeah you guys should check out any of them kevin flanagan is a master at his work he's also got uh victoria pedretti yeah from you in uh hill house is she also in she's in bly manor bly manor as well and uh also if you're a friday night light friday night lights fan as (laughs) i am matt saracen is in midnight mass this guy in his in his friday night lights he just doesn't stop i love it julie (laughs) julie taylor is the love of my life but what, yeah, what happened? Uh, player sixty-seven from Squid Game. Player sixty-seven. Nah, that was just the. Just that was just a fling. It was a phase. Yeah. It was a phase. Julie Taylor will always have my heart. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Is do you have any other recommendations or anything, Evan? Yeah. So you know, it's the week before Halloween. You guys have until Sunday uh, for Halloween Day, and you guys need or Halloween night. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's been a long one. I'm still kind of uh, shook. From those spooky stories. Yeah, Evan's, Evan's currently recovering. Yeah, and so uh, I really want you guys to go out and go to Haunted House. Yeah. You know, we really didn't get to go to one last year because of Coco. Support your little local uh, farmhouses and scary houses. You know, it's a exactly. blast. I've been going to one. I went to one, like, the all. Uh, I've been to, like, four this <laughs> spooky season. <laughs> Evan has been busy this Halloween. And I just, I love Haunted Houses so much. I worked in a Haunted House back in the day. It was just so much fun. Go to a haunted house. Go watch a movie in theaters. Live your life a little bit. Enjoy this spooky season. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, as always, we're going to recommend uh, checking out our letterbox. Um, you guys can follow me there as, like I've mentioned before, my dumb little name, <laughs> Grubsy33, G-R-U-B-B-S-Y 33, no space, no caps. Uh, Evan, where can they follow you at? On letterbox, I'm at the Evan D. T-H-E-E-V-A-N-D-E-E. And uh, I, I try to stay pretty active on there. I try to review every single movie that I watch. I've also got the full uh, ratings of all my movies on there. And you guys can look at that. Roast me for having Finding Nemo all the <laughs> way down there close to the bottom. Well, yeah, I, I continuously do that. You yeah. Know. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's just something you guys can interact with. We can see your guys' movies. It, it's just a fun time. And, of course, if you want to be able to talk to us a little bit, check out our TikTok. Uh, it's just look up Pulp Fiction Pod. Our official tag is at Pulp Fiction 1, no space, no caps. But uh, we'd love to hear from you guys, and uh, you can catch all the highlights of the show over there. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. We got some we got some good ones going out. We love being able to talk with you guys and roast you guys and also <laughs> agree with you all. Mostly the roasting, though. Yeah, roasting is so much fun. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, uh, episode four. Like I said, go back and check out all the others. But we've loved having you guys with us for the journey. Uh, and as always, if you need anything, you give us a holler. All right, we'll see you guys next time. See y'all.